Should I retake Clifton Strengths? Do strengths change over time? I feel like I'm a totally different person now than I was a few years ago. Do you think my strengths have changed? Should I retake this test? These questions and others like them come up all the time. In fact, I don't know if we've ever worked with a client when some variation or form of this question hasn't come up. Recently, I was hosting a Q&A panel about strengths with Brian and Dr. Linda Schubring, and this question inevitably came up. In fact, it came up a couple different ways, and I thought that the answers that Brian and Linda gave were really helpful. And at least one of them involves neuroscience. You are listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, click the link in the show notes or visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Nathan Freeberg. Today in the podcast, I want to play for you the answers that Brian and Linda gave during this Q&A. I think it's I think it's really helpful, this kind of giving an answer to whether or not strengths change, whether or not you should retake the assessment. And I want you to listen to this, and I want you to be thinking about your own strengths and your own experience and your own story and think about, have my strengths changed? Have the behaviors, the talents, has anything changed in the way I behave, I understand them, just anything. And then I'm going to kind of do the same thing with you because there's essentially three questions here that we're going to be exploring and unpacking. And between each one, I'm going to share just just a little bit from my own story about how I think some of my strengths have changed or showing up uh, differently than they were 20 years ago when I first took this. So, all right, here is the first question. Should I retake strengths? And here is first Linda answering it and then Brian. We worked with a client in 2017 and they're going to re-engage us. They're like, we're just so different after the pandemic. We've been through so many different things. And so I'm pretty sure that my strengths are different. So I was like, go ahead. If you got, if you got the 20 bucks, go ahead and retake it. Um, but maybe you need to f- discover the cues of how your talents of your strengths have shifted to survive this thing called the pandemic to find different ways where maybe different pairings of your strengths play together in order to bring you to to a different place. And so if if they need to retake it, like if you just really feel like you need to do that, go ahead and and do that. Um but I think I, I just think sometimes in suffering, our strengths are kind of turned off. Or like, I know I have these strengths, don't see them today. And just making peace with that, like maybe they'll come back. They'll come back in a different context. They'll come back when we are back together with people. The most recent studies in neuroplasticity indicate that prolonged enduring exposure to lasting change can cause changes in how you think. But we have to have repeated practice over time for that to actually happen. If you think of the natural world, landscapes do change naturally over time to prolonged exposure to a variety of elements. Same thing that's happening to you. So we're talking 6, 12, 18 years worth of practice and responsive for the brain to actually change. That's where the latest is with neuroplasticity. And any psychometric or assessment is just a reflection of what's already happening within you, not really the product of your imaginative expression of your strength of something. 
So to recap, our strengths don't really change, but the talents, the building blocks of strengths, they do show up differently depending on the context, depending on what's being asked of us. Linda says, discover the cues of how your strengths have shifted to survive. And I think that's a really important distinction to think about as all of us are pondering maybe how our strengths have changed or not changed over the last couple of years. Also, I think what's important to think about here in their answer was the way those talents pair Uh, with other strengths, with different talents. Themes can also look very different as time goes by. I know my theme of adaptability has really been pushed to its limits here over the past couple of years, Uh, but almost as a way to create structure, which I know seems a little bit uh, perhaps counterintuitive, but uh, especially early in the pandemic, uh, when my wife was working crazy hours and I had the kids, we didn't know what was open, so I'd want to get them out of the house, like all of the restaurants and stores and you know playgrounds and parks and stuff were closed. And so figuring out what to do was kind of tricky. And so I would pack all these little kits, like we had like a potty kit because we didn't know if the bathrooms were going to be available uh, where we were going and like, like an activity bag and food and all kinds of stuff. And what I found my adaptability doing was being able to kind of plan ahead. Maybe that's futuristic, maximize or some of those talents and then to uh, be able to shift and go with the flow as things, um, as things come up and not really knowing what to do. Um, but what Brian says about neuroplasticity, I thought this was really interesting, and how the brain does change and rewire itself, I think begs the question of, uh, should we even try to do that? He says it's like 6, 12, 18 years with a lot. Like, how, how do we do that? Is that something that we should even invest in or just kind of accept the way that things are? And Chad, one of the participants, asked the question in this way, and I'm going to play that for you now and then give you Brian's response. I heard you say using different pairings of strengths uh, over time, and I heard you talk about neuroplasticity and requiring six, eight, 12 years of uh, change in neurological patterns in order to wear in a new rut. In in my own life, there are certain pairings that show up a lot, you know, all over the place, whether it's uh, ideation, futuristic show up together a lot or competition significance show up together a lot. I suspect that in some ways I've worn in a rut there because they have worked in certain ways. I also suspect that there are some that have worn in a rut even though they don't work. Can you just talk about that a little bit? I'm thinking about like the value in trying to change a rut like that when you're thinking about a six to eight to 12 year investment in a neurological change or the relative value of instead just trying to say, okay, that's the way that's going to go. How do I make it work? My recommendation, leave the ruts alone. Think of how you can recipe the behaviors of your strengths for the context. You can mix those together. It's way easier to think about what behaviors of my strength of something is needed in this culture or in this relationship. That's the hope. That's not rut changing. That's just like, you know, you're just, you're putting a different recipe together for the context. Does that make sense? Because our capacity by ourselves to actively change our neurological wiring is almost impossible on our own. But behavioral modification, that's the six, eight, 12 months process. You can do that. Yeah. That's just repetition and practice. But I think strengths, again, let's not put everything in that basket. There are indicators of processes 
of methodologies that we're just really, really good at, but not limited to that. There are so many different ways of expressing what happens when talents of one strength pair with the talent of another strength. There's almost an unlimited ability of those talents working together to create really whatever you want. And I really, really believe that. Okay, so what I hear Brian saying when he says to leave the ruts alone is to stop focusing so much on your specific strengths. So don't get so focused on, you know, ideation, communication, adaptability, maximize, you know, whatever that is. Um, He even says, don't put everything in that one strengths basket, but instead focus on the behaviors. And I really like and appreciate this because I think we can change those as he talks about. And we probably should, just depending on the context that we're in and who we're around. And again, not like changing drastically and be almost like a chameleon. So today I'm going to be really peppy and outgoing and tomorrow I'm going to be more subdued and quiet and whatever. But I like what he said about how to recipe your strengths for the context, like understanding what is needed of me right now in this moment. So example for me, for years, my ideation, communication, and maximizer was just focused on like what traditionally you might think of as like brainstorming. So ideas, 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 big ideas, small ideas, any kind of ideas were just absolutely fascinating to me in many ways, which sometimes would really confuse people um, as they're they're not really sure what to focus on. And uh, one of the talents in the theme of ideation is about taking something complex and making it simple. And I love, love, love doing that. And then when you pair that uh, with a theme of communication that has another talent that is take ideas and use metaphor or story to explain them in a different way, that's really powerful. That gets me excited. So what I feel like I've been doing a lot over the past couple of years is exactly that, both with my kids trying to explain some of these big concepts and things that are going on in the world to simplify them, to, you know, use a story or a metaphor or remind them of something else in order to communicate thing, things. But also with leadership vision, I feel like in the past, oh gosh, maybe five years now, I've been doing that as well around technology things, around marketing things, around how do we take what we do, some of these complicated things, and simplifying like what's not necessary, what's too intuitive if you're too close to something, and trying to refine that. So again, this isn't like me creating a totally different rut in in my brain, because that takes a lot of work and is very difficult. But it's saying, okay, this is what's needed of me right now. And how do I do that, which is something I'm naturally good at, and really focus on honing that and sharpening it and making sure that that I'm doing the best that I can do for those in my context. And this is also, I think, helpful where this idea of of story comes in and understanding your story and understanding like each individual's uniqueness and beauty and brilliance. And I think sometimes that we get too hung up on the specific strengths words and understanding uh, like maximizer and like all of that nuance. And instead we need to focus a little bit on our own story. And so the, the third, the third question here kind of answers that. So someone had asked a question around this idea of what if I get my results and I don't like them, I don't agree with them. And I thought Linda gave a very good answer here about story. So I'm going to play that for you now. This is where you you start with story. So if they come asking, they drop their results in front of you, this is not me, or this is what, these were my strengths, these are my strengths now, see the test is wrong, we see this, you know, big discrepancy. Get curious and just ask ask a story. 
Because once you get good at detecting the strengths next, maybe in their story, they'll be describing usually at least three of their strengths. Um, we had a woman come to us like, I do not have communication. I am an admin assistant. I don't like to do this. Da, da, da. She had three big reasons why she doesn't have the strength of communication. And I was like, well, thank you. You have just described how you express yourself. You, you're demonstrating to me your talents of communication. And so sometimes you just need to diffuse the, you know, the test. We've had people come to us with belief. Like, I'm not sure this is right. I'm not even sure that I think that this is a good idea that we use it with people. Okay, that's okay. Tell me why. And their beliefs will describe for you why. And then you don't have to like catch them in that sea, but 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 walking them in through their story, then they then they realize that they're the most important first and not just what this test says about them. So the first part, I reject the results. I interpret that, maybe you can too, is that's an emotional reaction to something. So that that's an emotional issue. It's not a data issue. Uh, secondly, will strengths change? And the answer, like the, the order of the strengths, of course, will move. So we have that acceptance just straight away. Uh, and the third piece I want to let you know on is um, I was involved with strengths nine months after it was released. And in that process, I had the opportunity to access all the data and what was really going on. So here's like this third level is there are many, many strengths that in the science, the core of the strength is the same and the expression is different. And so we we interpret strengths that way too. If they've changed, the first thing we're looking at is which of those strengths that have changed are actually the same strength, but the expression is different based on context, time, experience, the expressions will change. So there's like that piece too, is sometimes people's, oh, I've changed so much, they actually haven't. Just the expression of the core of who they are actually has, and that's about it. So even in that, there's varying degrees, but still let's all remember this is a journey of self-acceptance, of exploration, deepening our understanding. A lot of these issues that people bring up are something else, not about the tool. That's where we can come in, help you guys out. You can help people understand it. Okay, so that's a lot to take in and process. Three questions, similar, yet very different with different answers. And I would just I'm just curious to know, uh, like, what resonated with you? What has changed with your strengths or your understanding of strengths from the very first time you took it? What has remained the same and how do you understand yourself better in light of that information? Think about your own story, as Linda said. Can you see elements of behaviors that connect back to your strengths? Or as Brian mentioned, maybe due to context, time, or experience, how have the expressions of your strengths changed and shown up in perhaps ways that look like other strengths. I think my ideation uh, and communication tends to be a bit more focused as I have started to understand maybe more of some of my values and goals in life. And maybe I guess that could really be said of all of my strengths and perhaps that's one area that, that all of us change and grow in and hopefully focus more as we better understand what it is that that we're doing. But I'd love to hear from you. I would love to hear some of your even just ramblings about this. You can send me an email, nathan at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Tell me how you have seen a different expression of your strengths over time or not. And I would just love uh, to chat with you and we can learn more together. 
thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, click the link in the show notes or visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. And if you know anyone that might benefit from this information, we would love it if you could forward this on to them, leave us a review in iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Please share and like and connect and all those things. Visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and on behalf of our entire team, thanks for listening.